Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life. And for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In today's episode, we have the privilege of interviewing the publisher of my book, Poised for Exit, A Woman Entrepreneur's Guide to Business Transition. But first, let's hear from our show sponsors, JAK CPAs and Sunbelt Business Advisors. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson and Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time. So contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with Henry DeVries, publisher and owner of Indie Books International. Henry, welcome back to Poised for Exit. Julie, it's so great to be here to talk business development with your audience. Fantastic. I'd like to focus our show today on how professionals can expand their reach for prospects and clients. I think that's on the minds of a lot of professional service firms and people who sell services. I know that you have many tactics and tips that you can share being such an expert in speaking and teaching and as an author yourself many times over and a publisher. But before we get into that, could you just share with us what inspired you to launch Indie Books International? In California, we have to talk about the universe. When I'm with you in the Midwest, I can talk about the Lord. Um, (laughs) So messages uh, from the universe. I was working part-time as a ghostwriter. My full-time job was the assistant dean for continuing education and public programs at the University of California, San Diego. And I had helped 50 people write their book. Uh, and then many were frustrated when it came time to get it published. So I wanted to be able to help people prepare their book, but publish the book and then successfully promote the book. So over eight years ago, I uh, retired from the university. I And then I flunked retirement by starting this company. And in eight years, we've helped over 150 authors uh, create a 
you know, write the right book, one that's a client attracting book that help market their, that help with their business development. And okay, great. Cause that kind of goes into my next question about how to expand your market reach. I know in your speaking engagements, you talk about this subject. Do you have an actual process that you can share that um, helps people in professional services succeed? Oh, I have a process for everything. Um, so my proprietary process for attracting high paying clients, I call the Magnificent Seven. And I named it after the old cowboy movie. I don't know if you like the uh, uh, recent version or the Yul Brenner version, but the Magnificent Seven, uh, there are seven things you can do. Um, number one, put on small scale seminars seminars that help people. Most of these are virtual now. They're on Zoom, Uh, you know, four to eight people, and you're interacting with people. Uh, Number two is speaking, and I include podcasts like this one. Thank you very much for inviting me today to talk about business development. Um, Three is uh, writing, and that is not only writing a book, which I'm a big proponent of, also writing articles and blogs and other helpful how-to information. Four is doing volunteer work for what I call target-rich environments. In other words, associations where your target audience gathers, you should volunteer to help those people. And then also five is you should network at those events and um, you know hang out with people. I, I used to say, uh, if you want to get a cold, you should hang out with people who have colds. I suggest you go down to urgent care. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, number six is uh, be on YouTube. Lots of helpful how-to videos, many under three minutes on YouTube. Uh, surprising fact, uh, as many people are searching for how-to information on YouTube as they are on Google. So people don't want to just read about it. They want you to tell them how to do it. I certainly know that in my life if I have to fix the drain or the or the dryer or something like that. I want the, well, forget the dryer. I call it a pro, uh, but, but the, uh, the, the, the garage door opener, I'm, I'm capable of that with a good YouTube video. And then seven is actually a paid event where somebody would pay to attend your workshop. And that's because you offer proprietary information on how they compare to their peers. So you've done the research, you've interviewed people. It's, it's really what I'm doing. I'm touring the country now, putting on my Rainmaker Tool workshops. My most recent book with Scott Love and Mark LeBlanc is Rainmaker Confidential. When the pandemic broke out, I interviewed over 100 rainmakers, professionals who were good at bringing in business, bringing in clients. And that was at uh, agencies and business coaches, uh, strategic consultants, um, attorneys, financial advisors. And I asked them, okay, what are your secrets right now that you don't mind sharing? And they, they told me what they're doing less of, what they're doing more of, what's their go-to strategy. So I put that in a book and I'm sharing it with people in workshops around the country and people come uh, pay to hear how they compare to these other rainmakers. Fantastic. Fantastic. So Rainmaker Confidential is available on Amazon. Yes, and you can go to the website rainmakerconfidential.com mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's free information there and videos explaining it 
and then a workshop schedule. Um, you know, I'll be in Philadelphia. I, I sound like a, a baseball team road trip, but, you know, uh, Philadelphia, Memphis, uh, you know, Nashville, you know, so we're going around the country with these and uh, people can uh, sign up to attend. Fantastic. Well, I know that you do such an amazing job with the workshops that you conduct. I've been to several of them and I always learn so much. I write so many notes and have so many great ideas. So many of them have really helped me in the work that I'm doing right now. Yeah, Julie, I can live two weeks on a compliment like that, uh, to paraphrase Mark Twain. I need to take you on the road with me. (laughs) It's the darn truth. So there you go, people. (laughs) There you go. so that that's I guess you could call that a client story because I'm a client. You um, are a client. But um, at that. thank you. Um, let's talk about a couple more. Okay, a couple more client stories. Well, I, I want to share some insights, and I'll il- illustrate them with stories. Um, yeah, my first yeah. insight for everybody is the book is the number one marketing tool for a professional. Speaking about the book is the number one strategy. So let me tell you about Bill Woodich. Bill Woodich is a great guy. He called me. I'll never forget the day he called me and said, um, Henry, you don't know who I am, but I know the four magic words in the English language. I said, okay, wow, Bill, what are the four magic words in the English language? And he said, I know a guy. He says, I've been asking around for what I want. People say, I know a guy, Henry DeVries. I said, well, now that sounds like a lot of pressure. What is this thing that you want? Well, I want to be a best-selling author and professional speaker. And I said, oh, my gosh, you want to climb a mountain. And uh, Bill convinced me to come up to Orange County, California, uh, about an hour's drive, to spend an afternoon with him. He convinced me by paying me $1,000. And I laid out a plan on how he could be a best-selling author and a professional speaker. Bill was 58 years old at the time. And he, he told me, Julie, he said, I never met her. And I said, I'm sorry, what are, you, what are you saying? He says, I never met her. I never met the right one. And what he was saying is, for decades, he looked for the right woman to marry couldn't find her. So he poured all his energy into his business. And he had 100 people working for him. It's a construction insurance agency. And the people loved him. They said most inspirational, motivational boss they ever had. Mm-hmm. They He took them when they didn't know anything and taught them how to make six figures in the business. But here was the kicker. If they didn't have the right clothes to wear, he bought them the right clothes to get them started. <laughs> wow. And yeah, and and uh, and he said, well, it's been great motivating these hundred people, and I love millennials, and I love to motivate people, but I didn't get what I really wanted out of life. And I said, what's that? And he says, I want to motivate ten thousand people at a time. I said, oh my gosh, you don't want to climb a mountain, you want to climb Mount Everest. But there was something in his passion and his drive. I said, if you want to climb Mount Everest, I'm your Sherpa. Let's go. Uh, let me tell you, it wasn't easy, Julie. He wrote 90,000 words, and I, I broke his heart when I said, not these words, or at least not two-thirds of them. Uh, save them for the next book. So kind of whittled it down. I got him on stage, 
at Qualcomm. It's a Fortune 500 company, 100 yeah. C-level executives at Qualcomm. Yeah. And one came up to me afterwards and said, oh my gosh, Bill is dynamic. Bill is passionate. I have no idea what Bill is talking about. We needed to refine the message. And I gave him the title for his book, which was one of his slogans, Always Forward. And those hundred people that he taught how to make a hundred thousand or more a year was he taught them to let go of the fear. Just have no fear of talking to people and trying to be generous and helpful. And the more you do, the luckier you get. So he, he taught them that he has ways to get people past fear. Uh, so we got him local publicity, the national publicity, national radio publicity. And we toured him when he would travel in the country for his business. We would have him make appearances about his book, Always Forward, on local TV. Then our big break came. We got him on the Steve Harvey show. And not as part of a panel and for five minutes, the whole show was dedicated to him working with Steve's audience on how to get past their fears. Steve Harvey loved him so much. He invited him as a regular guest. He came back several times, spun it into a serious radio show. His next book came out by a big New York publisher, McGraw-Hill, a best-selling book there. Now, that day on Steve Harvey, there weren't 10,000 people in the studio audience. There were 2 million people in the television audience. Sure, yeah. <laughs> 2 million people heard him that day. Bill now speaks regularly for $15,000 for a keynote uh, to large audiences. And we had dinner after he'd done all this. It was took two years from start to that kind of success, a two-year journey. And I said, Bill... You proved it to me. You proved you were willing to climb the mountain. And he got choked up. And he said, those were the words I wanted to hear most of all. Bill gave me permission to tell that story. Um, one thing I get to tell you is he recently texted me and sent a photo. And, the, and all it said was, I found her. Oh, my God. So he found the right one. It, wow. it became, as he became more successful and wealthy, he was a wealthy man. Um, it became harder to find the right one because he wanted somebody interested in him, not in the success. Mm -hmm. um, so um, he found her. So that's a story of all that in action. Fantastic. What a great story. I love to hear that he found someone. He probably found her because he stopped looking so hard. <laughs> well, if this was the Dr. Laura show, we could explore that in one more depth. We could, we could, but we're not going to this time. What we're going to no. do now, <laughs> I want to talk about how your tactics and strategies um, and expertise could apply to businesses that have sales teams. Um, we're talking more service than product, correct? Businesses right. that sell more service than product. Let's let's look at that and unwrap that and then talk about how it helps um those folks do better and be more successful. So I focus on helping people who want to attract high paying clients. And by that, I mean, it costs a thousand dollars or more or 10,000 or more. And sometimes that is a sales team and they're looking for leads. The same principles apply. Mm -hmm. um, so the biggest insight I have there is offer help, not hype, help, not hype. 
And what I mean is you need to be generous in giving away information that helps the prospect solve their problem in general. And then they hire you to help them solve it specifically. One of my authors, uh, international bestseller, 25 languages, uh, people like Merck would hire her. And I asked her one day, I said, Linda, are you ever curious why someone like Merck will pay you thousands of dollars when you gave them your best thinking in a book that cost $25? And she said, that's always been a mystery to me. And I said, well, I'll solve the mystery for you right now. They want you to apply it to their specific situation. So these sales teams can be talking about specific situations. One of the things I teach people, and I wrote the book Persuade with a Story, is you need to educate people on how you help others by telling them a story, a true story, in two minutes or less about how you took someone from where they are right now, the prospect, to where the prospect wants to go. So uh, you don't start off with a story. You start off with asking them, what are their goals? Um, help them uncover some hidden assets they have that they could use. You ask them what their roadblocks are. Um, those are all the reasons they wanted to talk to you. And then you can say, may I share a story about somebody who was in your same situation who got to that goal that you want to? Yeah. So I might tell them the Bill Woodage story if that applies to their situation and they can see. When you tell a story like that, you're not a wannabe poser to the prospect. You're someone who is the real deal. Also, your process for doing things, and Julie, the process question was great because prospects find process comforting. Yeah. Prospects find process comforting. They, they, they are afraid that you're going to wing it or you're learning on the job with them. It's like, uh, you know, going to that back surgeon, the back surgeon says, I'm going to give you a discount today because this is my first back surgery. And, you know, I could use it as a, as a case study, <laughs> <It's> like, <"What?" laughs> yeah. a, you know, or that's like with the pricing. When I talk about pricing, people say, well, should I, you know, offer a good deal? I said, okay, you're in a car accident. You need a chiropractor. And I say, Hey, I got this new chiropractor. He'll only charge you half because he hasn't been a chiropractor for very long. It's like, do you want to go to that person? No, you know, so, you know, we, we don't win on price in this world. As a matter of fact, we discounting pushes good prospects away. Mm. Mm. Okay. So talk about that for a couple seconds. We don't have a whole lot of time because I got a couple more questions for you, but talk okay. about that just briefly. Well, sure. Because, um, like I, I teach authors who want to speak to that target rich environment. And sometimes you can only be on that stage if you're a professional speaker who's worthy of a five to $10,000 fee. And don't think you're going to get the job over someone else by saying, oh, I'll do it for $2,500. Um, because that just signals, oh, amateur, you know, doesn't know what they're doing. Um, I'm not going to risk my uh cause company or career on putting this person on the stage so you have to be worth the dough and you have to know what the range is sometimes uh, our studies show that uh, charging more can attract more clients I worked with uh, an attorney named Mary um, 
Mary needed to double her income in a year. She was a family law attorney. And one of the things I had her do was practice in the mirror saying, and she was 250 an hour. I said, you need to get up to 350. Oh, I could never do that. I said, well, practice it at 275 an hour in the mirror. When you believe that, go to 300. When you believe that, go to 325. And when you believe that, you go to 350. And she said she started landing clients at 350. And they said, oh, I'm so glad I found you. I didn't want one of those $250 an hour attorneys to handle this. <laughs> there is a perception for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's, there's validity in that too, because I've experienced it myself. So when we talk about the economy, and we talk about the need, obviously, businesses need to continue to grow or they die. And the only way that businesses grow is through sales, right? Yeah. Some form of sales, strategic uh, acquisitions um, are another way. But let's talk, talk specifically about sales and, yeah. and salespeople. And you and I were talking before the show, and you had talked about how important it is to have this process, but that when you're kind of in a downturn, that's when you really need to turn up the heat. Yeah. So my message is market regularly, not randomly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people practice random acts of marketing. Now, mm-hmm. uh, random acts of kindness, I'm great with, but random acts of marketing, I'm opposed to. We need to have a, a proactive system and know this on the downturn People need professionals even more. Yeah. They, they need uh, consultants and marketing advisors and other people to help them. The only better thing, I think, is to be an auto mechanic in a recession because everybody's got to keep their car running. So right. you just know that that need is out there. So you need to be generous in offering that how-to advice through the Magnificent Seven and do it on a regular basis. So I do eight Zoominars a year. I do six book kickoff classes a year. Uh, I do three marketing retreats a year. So there's always this procession of what we're doing to amplify our work. I I do at least uh, two pro bono speaking engagements a month. So this regular drumbeat of being out there will definitely help you through hard times. Love it. Absolutely love it. So what's on the horizon for Indie Books International? What have you guys got cooking? Well, as I mentioned, we're uh, on the Rainmaker Confidential Tour, and you can go to rainmakerconfidential.com backslash workshops and uh, see where we're at. Uh, also, we're going to be the title sponsor, presenting sponsor at the Institute of Management Consultants USA Conference. That's going to be in Louisville in November mm-hmm. 18 to 20. Uh, our chairman, Mark LeBlanc, who, uh, Julie, you've worked with, he's going to be the uh, keynote speaker at that conference. I'm putting on a workshop and speaking, and many of our authors are coming in. So if you're a consultant, uh, that's a really great thing to check out, uh, to hang out with other successful consultants, uh, find out what's going on in the practice. And that's going to be uh, the IMC USA, you can look them up uh, on, you can Google that stuff, uh, GTS, uh, Google that uh, and find out about the conference in Louisville. So we're doing that. GTS, Google that stuff. Google IMC, that stuff. Yeah. IMC USA. Perfect. Perfect. Well, last but not least, I like to ask my guests to share a little bit of advice um, 
for those of the, the business owners and advisors who are listening to the show, what would you like to, your parting words to be? Well, for the Poise for Exit audience, I just want to give this piece of advice. And I don't know when you're planning to exit, but never take your foot off the accelerator. A mm-hmm. uh, challenge I see is some people get so wrapped up in the exit strategy that they take their foot off the business development pedal. And that can be a detriment because then you can also see revenues dip and owners get nervous, uh, you know, buyers get nervous about what's going on. So just know that uh, you have to run the race to the finish and finish strong when you're going to exit. But I'll save people from getting an MBA. I'm happy I have an MBA, but uh, just one piece of advice, get the money up front. Okay. So that'll solve a lot of problems. Right. <laughs> Don't get, get the money late. up front. Get the money up front. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Henry, for being on the show. I sure appreciate it. Uh, for our listeners, you will receive, obviously, a link if you're a subscriber of our show um, to future shows. And you can always go to poisedforexit.com to listen to previous shows. We will be uh, recapping this episode in our show notes with links and tags with Henry. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And please come again next time. <laughs>